0: It's Thursday, March 17th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The fate of hundreds of Ukrainian civilians in Mariupol was unclear early Thursday after Russian forces bombed a theater where they had been sheltering from fighting over the southern port city. Mariupol has been the target of relentless shelling by Russian forces seeking to advance along Ukraine's southern coast. Satellite images from before the bombing showed the word children written twice, in Russian, on either side of the building in the city. The entrance to a bomb shelter under the theater was blocked by rubble when the building partially collapsed, said Pavlov Kiryolinko, head of the regional military administration in the eastern region of Donostek. Former Governor Sergei Taruda said on Thursday the bomb shelter had remained intact and there were survivors. A resident of Mariupol who escaped the city told a Ukrainian TV channel there had been more than 1,000 people in the theater before it was bombed, sheltering in an underground bunker in the main auditorium and on stage. In financial news, Federal Reserve officials voted Wednesday to lift interest rates and penciled in six more increases by year's end. The most aggressive pace in more than 15 years in an escalating effort to slow inflation that is running at its highest levels in four decades the fed will raise its benchmark federal funds rate by a quarter percentage point to a range between 0.25 percent and 0.5 percent the first rate increase since 2018. officials signal they expect to lift the rate to nearly two percent by the end of this year slightly higher than the level that prevailed before the pandemic hit the U.S. economy two years ago when they slashed rates to near zero. Their median projections show the rate rising to around 2.75% by the end of 2023, which would be the highest since 2008. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell signaled a greater concern that higher inflation might persist due to a hot job market with record job openings and wages up at their fastest pace in years. Regarding national security, amid a rush to thwart cyber attacks from foreign spies and criminal hacking groups, President Biden on Tuesday signed into law a requirement for key businesses to report to the government when they have been hacked. The idea could correct a fundamental problem the U.S. government faces as it fights cyber criminals no one knows how many companies get hit. The big question is whether the government can analyze and share that information in a beneficial way for organizations. A string of damaging cyber attacks in recent years, and more recently, fears of possible Russia-linked hacks stemming from the war in Ukraine, added to a sense of urgency among U.S. lawmakers and other government officials about getting such legislation to President Biden's desk this week as part of a broader spending package. Put plainly, this legislation is a game changer, says Jen Easterly, director of the body that will oversee the reporting regime, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, an arm of the Department of Homeland Security. Also this, encouraging trends in the U.S. and concerning signs abroad are raising questions about the COVID-19 pandemic's trajectory. Counts of newly admitted COVID-19 patients in U.S. hospitals are nearing their lowest recorded level after any prior surge. The seven-day average for patients with confirmed and suspected COVID-19 cases admitted to hospitals slid to 6,406 by Wednesday, down from a record high that topped 28,000 in January. But U.S. health experts are watching rising COVID-19 caseloads in parts of Europe. The spread of the BA.2 Omicron variant and the relaxation of COVID-19 precautions might be driving up COVID-19 there, according to public health experts. Research indicates that BA.2 is a yet more infectious version of the virus. And St. Patrick's Day celebrations across the country are back after a two-year hiatus, including the nation's largest in New York City, in a sign of growing hope that the worst of the coronavirus pandemic may be over. The full-fledged return of New York's parade on Thursday coincides with the city's wider reopening. It starts at 11 a.m. and runs 35 blocks along Fifth Avenue past St. Patrick's Cathedral in Central Park. Now you know, you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and theMorningNews.com. Thanks for listening.